Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Studio 6 Paranormal Productions Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hill. Um, tonight, we have a very special guest. He's actually one of our hometown favorites. Um, his name is Joe Diamond. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to read you a little bit about him so that you kind of get an idea. Um, Joe Diamond isn't really a, a magician. He's uh, been hailed as America's greatest mind reader. He may look like a normal guy, but... He's turned his fascination for the strange and mysterious into a full-time career. He's even won world, he's a world record holder for solving the world's most, world's largest corn maze, blindfolded. Wow, that's something. He even hacked the Pentagon without a computer on live radio. Wow. (laughs) His appearances include WGN, ABC, The Today Show, Showtime, and even Netflix. He's used to his, he's, he's used to host his own personal talk show called Unreal Radio on AM 1050 WLIP Radio in Kenosha and has appeared on over 150 podcasts and radio and radio programs including WGN 95 Will Rock Star 185 or 105 and legendary program Coast to Coast AM He's an artist and residence at the Dole Musician in Crystal Lake where he's won Best of the Fox for live theater and the mayor of Crystal Lake declared November 16th as Joe Diamond Day. You can see Joe and his various media appearances at www.joediamondlive.com backslash media. So without further ado, let's get this gentleman on the show. Hey. That, thanks, man. When, when you say all that together, it really sounds like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really does. When it's all put together like that, for me, it's right. 15 years of a lot of like cool moments in between a lot of weird odd, odds and ends gigs, right. but all right. together like that, wow, I, I, I sound like an expert. So thanks, yeah. thanks yeah. for no. making me sound yeah. like an expert. <laughs> you, you said you sounded pretty good. I mean, some of that stuff, I, you know, I, I never even realized. I, I mean, I, I think we've met once and I know you from around town and, and Lake Geneva and the Maxwell Mansion, where you do your your, your uh, performing um, for mm-hmm. some some Saturday nights and stuff. And I've done my pod, I did my podcast there for a year, and the people at the Maxwell Mansion were just simply fantastic for having yeah. you and I there. I mean, it was just yeah, it was uh, yeah. The, Ma- the Maxwell is great, and the Maxwell is the staff has always been wonderful. The yes. uh, the people have you know who come through there. It's it's amazing how. I don't have like there's a lot of places I have a lot of regulars who come see me on you know on a regular basis mm-hmm. and as as raw percentage I don't have as many at the Maxwell like the Maxwell I think has the highest I would say turnover of like always new people yeah however um the the type of people the consistency of the people that place yep. attracts uh is is truly amazing and truly truly wonderful and it, it's it's a very special place it's one of the things that i love about being at many of the places i'm at but that place in particular is like you right. you, you walk up to it and you're already in awe when you're just right. walking up to right. the place it's such a I beautiful would, place. Yeah. i would totally agree I, I had my first gallery reading there um a couple mm-hmm. of years ago and that was 
amazing in itself. The people were just amazing. So let's yeah. get into uh, a little bit about who Joe Diamond is. Let's talk a little bit about um, how you got started, like in the paranormal or your gifts or whatnot, and what transcended you into doing what you're doing now. Uh, the short answer: Ghostbusters. <laughs> the, the I'll, take that, answer. I'll, I'll take that answer. No, that's that's a great answer. Uh, I mean, no, I, I, it's it, it's it's it's. To be fair, it is only part of the answer for sure. Right, but right. Uh, but if we open it up and look at it a little bit more in context, uh, d- despite my, my my baby face, uh, <laughs> I I have I look great for my forties, but awful for my twenties, and we'll leave it at that. Uh, so I was, if you're doing the math at home, I was born in the late eighties, and that was like right after the Ghostbusters craze. So when I got into Ghostbusters, it was like the end of the cartoon show. Yeah, and I didn't process why I was the only one into it at the time. I just it was a weird thing that I was the only one into, but like everyone now, it was like super popular, and I, it took me a long time to realize, like, oh, I was after. I was like a good decade after the craze. <laughs> I was a good decade after the popularity of it, right, uh, right. and then because of that, I was really into. Uh, getting books from the library on all sorts of paranormal topics, UFOs, ghosts, crop circles. Uh, the great thing about those books, they have a lot of big words. So yeah. by the time I got to second grade, I had a 12th grade reading level. Yeah. Which sounds impressive, <laughs> but I, have a tw- I still have a 12th grade reading level. I yeah. peaked early. Uh, my great-grandmother really took a liking to a lot of the stuff I was doing. Like, like every kid, I got a magic kit, and she started teaching me how to read playing cards like tarot cards so mm-hmm. uh i was and again this was just I, and i didn't see all these different things as different things i learned about harry houdini and his uh his involvement um or dare i say war with spiritualism in, right. in the later in his life mm-hmm. uh but that linked me into sherlock holmes and sir arthur conan doyle and his belief and right. advocacy of spiritualism and his right. life and so I was always in all these different uh, arenas, but it's um, I, I never processed it as you know being all different, all part of the same thing. If that makes right, sense, right? No, no. Uh, it, it took me a really long time to to process that. Mm-hmm. So um, I did improv in my early teen years. And then in my later teen years, I got a job. So David Blaine was super popular uh, yeah. in the, mm-hmm. those early 2000s. So the theme park uh, in our neck of the woods, Six Flags Great America, uh, was doing auditions. They were looking for street performers. And I auditioned uh, to be a, a street magician, but I showed up and just did like some mind reading stuff. I could also, I also learned from an early age that I could bend metal. Uri Geller was a big yep. uh childhood influence uh, on me as well and and again this was just something i could do i didn't see it as like i basically was just learning about as many party stunts as possible because i was an awkward only child and was trying to get as many well here's the other thing about the awkward only child thing which i I haven't gotten into in a lot of places my mom's from a family of like seven my dad's from a family of five so i have two huge families of cousins oh wow so when i go to family events I, I don't tell the story too much because I don't want to rake my family over the coals too much 
or at least <laughs> not for this. But there was a Christmas where I was forgotten. Like I did not get gifts oh just because just because I had no siblings to remind the aunts and uncles. Some of the aunts and uncles, <laughs> oh yeah, we got to get Joe a gift. So like, all doing all this stuff was kind of my way of. Look, I exist. I kind of, you know, not to get too Freudian on on all this, but uh, but we're 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 digging deep, like you said. Let's find out who I not just you know how I got into this, but why I got into this. Right. And so, uh, so they they really responded to the more weirder stuff, not just you know a more traditional card trick. And by the end of that summer. I I was just doing mind reading. I was just there was one day because it's seven hours a day out mm-hmm. on the streets, you know, of of an amusement park, and they're just like go entertain people. Right. So like there was one day, and you get sick of doing the same thing over and over. Well, something like palm reading is always different. Right. So right. learning to read palm, like uh, I had already done some palm reading, uh, but um, uh. You know, but doing it over and over and over, one person after another after another. So after that first summer, especially after the second summer, you know, they always say it takes 10,000 hours. I did the math. I got it at uh, by the age of 18, oh, which, wow. which is, uh, you know, at the time, I didn't realize how lucky I was, uh, how how much I was able to develop and try and fail because it failed. Okay, well, you all have a great day at Six Flags Great America. See you later. Walk over. <laughs> Hi, how's everyone doing today? Just find a new group, you know? Right, like you, right, There's right. thousands of people, and they're about right. to go on the world's greatest coaster. So if I fail at something, they're not, I'm going to be a, barely a blip on the radar of their, right, of their right. experience. So right. it was fine. Um, so, yeah, so that was a great, great experience for me. And so after high school, that's when I started doing just, you know, uh, psychic entertainment full time mm-hmm. and you might be thinking well how many people really want and want to see psychic advice from an 18 year old well again at the time this didn't seem like a blessing but uh looking back on it it was a way to get you know, as much work as possible uh, for my age at the time mm-hmm. uh when i moved into my first apartment was 2008 wow. not like everyone was uh you know tight on money and uh, looking for some guidance and everything yeah. after, you know, around that time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, no kidding. Which is why when 2020 happened, I was like, Oh, this is going to be a breeze. This is going to be fine. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, I can relate to this. this. Is fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What we're all connected to our computers now and I can perform from home. Oh, even better. Even fantastic. better. Um, so, uh, but this is a huge head start. I didn't have then. So yeah, so I was doing a lot of psychic house parties. Uh, I did where I would do like, that was my excuse to like, I would do, even though no one wanted the show really, they just wanted me to do readings for all their guests. Mm-hmm. But I would say, oh, as a bonus, you get a show, uh, right. a mind reading show. And that was my excuse to just keep working on my mind reading show uh, right. all the time. And so I kept working on that. I kept working on that. And that's what eventually led me into doing theaters in Chicago, venues like the Dole Mansion, the Maxwell Mansion. And it has turned into, you know, this 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 career of, of full-time jobs, of theaters, corporate events. And it's uh, I've, I've been, 
everyone says, you know, I've, I've worked really hard and, you know, oh, you're so driven and you're so good and, and passionate and all this other stuff. But I, I also have to just throw my hands up and say, just say I've, I've also been very, very lucky because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people in the Midwest uh, who or a lot of people in the industry who don't live in the Midwest or do, um, but like who don't, who are in the entertainment business, who don't get to sleep in their bed most of the year. And I do just, just from that standpoint. And I get to create all my material. I get to write my own shows. I don't have people, you know, telling me what I can and can't do for the most part. You know, sometimes I have to, you know, be within, like if I do a show at a school or something, they'll be like, okay, well you can't say, you know, this, or you can't do this. I have one routine where I blindfold, where I talk about solving the world's largest corn maze blindfolded. And I recreate it by putting on a blindfold, a balloon's bounced around the room. And then I'll take out a safety pin or a dart and mm-hmm. uh, I'll do contact mind reading. Kreskin does this a lot for finding his check and everything, but I'll have someone hold my wrist and we'll walk around the room and I'll eventually pop the balloon. And mm-hmm. even in a school, some schools don't want me walk around even with a safety pin. They're like, no, we can't have you. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> make, make a tiny pin and, in, you yeah. know, a, a very right. hard skull of a kid and draw a little bit of blood. It's like I'm insured. And also it's not right. that sharp. And also I'm a professional. It's not going to happen. I wouldn't do it if I didn't think it was a thousand percent safe, but right. You, right. Know, you know, it's it, it, that's where the showbiz part comes in. That's where I also, also along the way, I met some sword swallowers who taught me how to hammer a nail into my nose and stick my hand into an animal trap and learn some side show stunts along the way. So I, so I, I don't also, think you're going to, yeah, I don't think you're going to be putting that in your act anytime soon. Oh, it has been. It was. My my paranormal show opened with me hammering a nail into my nose. We can get into that uh, in a moment. But but I learned how to make dangerous, uh, dangerous seeming stuff look dangerous when in fact it was quite safe. Right. right. Um, So real quick on the on hammering the nail in my nose. So when I started doing my paranormal, so I had a show called Just Paranormal. It was just called Uh Paranormal. Because the paranormal move, uh, activity movies were popular, and I knew if I right. had a show called Paranormal, people would buy tickets, and I was right. Okay. But I was still in my early 20s and still figuring all this out. Mm-hmm. And there were some people who were coming who were expecting a straight-up magic show. There oh. were some coming expecting a medium. There were some coming expecting like a blood and guts kind of, uh, like if you uh, a few years ago. And I liked the show. My wife didn't like it quite as much, but um, there was that show Paranormal Cirque that came through the Midwest okay. where it was like, you know, uh, it was acrobats, but also dancing, but also right, like yeah, zombie yeah. clowns and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think some people were expecting that. Um, and uh, so th- no one came, no one was coming and expecting the same thing, um, which was a good thing, but also maybe not a great thing. Mm-hmm. So I eventually... Uh, took the stopped doing the first routine and made it the second routine and started doing the human blockhead piece. So that's what's called when you hammer a nail in your nose. Mm-hmm. And I started opening with that because no matter what you were expecting, it wasn't this. <laughs> so you couldn't have been disappointed. <laughs> so, because it just was so, rather than trying to exceed the expectations or meet them or anything, I just kind of walked around them. It right, was right, just right. so so out of left field, and also right. because I noticed for the people expecting like a trick, trying to see through, like okay, he's gonna try and like trick us. It's not. It's a real skill. Right, there was right. that. The right. people expecting something, you know, more, you know. So it kind of it it fit all the all the things, 
and the the challenge that my my sideshow mentor taught me or or challenged me with it was you have to take this absolutely disgusting act and make it uh he said make it uh, beautiful um <laughs> and or, or at the very least charming I right. tried to make it charming and fun and and silly and and you know right. and still uh and and the hook was this is the world's oldest surgical procedure and they would actually do this they would drill holes into their head because uh, right. apparently that would um uh cure headaches and also oh, yeah. increase psychic ability because it would literally open their minds up <laughs> to the spirits so oh, this wow. was my version of trepanning uh okay. so that was uh that was the opening hook for it Mm-hmm. And it, it worked. I, I do. I don't do it as much anymore. Uh, I haven't done it in a couple of years uh, just because that is uh, that is where COVID tests went, uh, mm-hmm. like literally like. Uh, so the COVID tests went up more. The, the nail goes more straight back. Uh, right. So even I was uncomfortable with them. And people are right. still it still wasn't a pleasant experience for most people. And right. I don't want to. Let's get a little bit more distance on all of that before I bring that back is kind of how I feel. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. so yeah, but I, but I liked the idea of, again, paranormal just means outside of the normal. And also for the people who thought it was impossible, right out the bat, I'm showing them something that is possible. You just mm-hmm. stop thinking too soon. Right out the bat, within the first minute of the show, we are doing something that shows that, you know, we are – and with our human bodies, our bodies – are more amazing than you think they are. Right. And, and like, this is, and this is, uh, you know, some people found it gross. Some people looked away and and for a Halloween show and all that, and a show called Mm -hmm. paranormal, it was, it was within that realm. Never did it at like a corporate event or a cocktail party. Uh, if right. I did, I don't think I'd ever get booked back. I stuck with you just would, with no. You probably would not. Just no. the mind reading is enough. Is weird enough in those situations. Right. 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 So. Get into a little bit of your mind reading um, stuff because of fact that I've heard, you know, stuff around town that, you know, people think very highly of you. Um, you come you. highly recommended um, to go to a show. Um, so and there was one time you were at the Maxwell Mansion and I wanted to go. But because of the fact that I had company late and I wasn't able to and I'm just like, OK, I need to, to catch a show and and I plan on it. I j- talk a little bit about. Once that started taking off, when did you realize that that was a real a real deal? I mean, it was a real thing once you really started doing it and said, hey, you know what? I, I think that I really have something here. Oh, I'm still not sure, <laughs> to be fair. There's still days where I'm like, ugh. Like, if, if, all, if it all goes south, I, I can still uh, – I can still get a job in marketing, right? Like right. I can, I can still do that, right? Like right, worst right, case right. scenario, worst go. case go. scenario. Right. Um, no, but I, I mean, so a little bit of that. I, I mean, I think, uh, like, are you talking like? I, I guess there's two ways your question could go, and if it's Why, both, when, that's when did fine. it hit you? When did it hit you that you're like, this is something I can really do? I mean, really do. And do well. like like the, like the skill itself, or yeah, do it they're, like they're like both. commercially, like as a they're job. Both, both actually. Both, okay. Yeah. Um, I went to a religious school, and when some of the teachers and parents were pulling me aside, saying, "You got to be careful with some of this, you know, mind stuff, Joe. The devil can use it as a way in." That's how I knew it was good. 
right, right. <laughs> yeah. like, like, that's how I yeah. knew, like, oh, if adults are scared of me. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that, like, when you know this stuff and you know it's got nothing to do with the devil and Satan and all this other stuff. Like, again, like the more I often say, like, the only, uh, uh, you know. <sighs> the people who are the most scared are the ones who know the least, you know. Like, just taking the Ouija board, for example, like, if you know, if you actually look into the history and see, like, oh, yeah, it, it, you know, it was America's first patent battle, and, you know, the planchette is the actual, you know, oracle, and all, the more you know about it, the more it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is okay, yeah, there's a million friend of friend of friend of friend of friend stories, but as far as actual documented stuff and where it actually comes from, the more you know about it, the more you research it, the more, you know, the more comfortable, the more you become the expert at something, it's, right. you know, it, it kind of is the equivalent of like you becoming very, very good at chess and someone else coming up to you going, oh, you play chess? Oh, I'm pretty good at that checkers chess game. Right, and you're right. like, oh, are you? Are you? Um, <laughs> and, and meanwhile, you know, you're Bobby Fischer. You know, right. like you're not going right. to be a jerk about it. You're not going to rub it in their faces. Right. But if they want to challenge you to a game, you'll be like, okay, all right, let's go. Um, so, so there's, so yeah. So when they were like, they were saying that stuff about, you know, just, you know, you know, and again, the more I do believe in the more, for lack of a better term, non-physical aspects of it. I do use a lot of psychology. There is a lot of just straight up science and theater and a lot of that kind of boring aspects to, you know, the show business part right. of this, of this being a job. Mm -hmm. um, just for example, real quick, and this isn't giving anything away. This isn't, you know, ruining it for anybody. But uh, at my show at the Woodstock Opera House, you know, 411 seats sold out. For my grand finale, we had to rehearse because we had a camera on stage that projected up onto a screen that had to zoom in and track me as I, as I turned a, uh, as I turned the last card over to show it was the card, the person I've been thinking of the entire show. Because again, like the people in the very back couldn't see it. We had to practice that multiple times. And also I had to have in my head, okay, if any of this technology breaks, I know what I have to do to really sell to the back of the house that this is the right card without right. any technology. I had to have all that in mind. None of that had anything to do with mind reading. None of that had anything to do with how I knew what the card was even. So right, right. I had to have right. all those other skills, uh, it, you know, developed and, and, and held on to. So, uh, so there is plenty of, of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, when I thought, Oh, I could really do this as a, as a job. Um, I was 14, maybe 15 and my dad's cousin was president of a biker club, mm -hmm. uh, like on like the Wisconsin Illinois border, and uh, it was uh, uh, it was it was Uncle Bob and Aunt Joni, and I'm like fourteen, fifteen. I'm walking around, and at the time, I was just like telling people what cards they were thinking of, what the card meant for like a cardomancy type reading. 
um, and like had like a list of objects where people think of objects and I told them what objects they were imagining, like that type of stuff, like very right. basic stuff at right. the time. Right. And they were freaking out so much of that. And my aunt would be walking around with a beer pitcher going, come on, that was pretty good. Give the kid a dollar and like, <laughs> and holding the beer pitcher out. And like, she, we had to refill like three or four times. And like, that was my job. Like that was like, like that instant gratification of like, oh my gosh, I'm good at something. They're giving me money. Like, oh, I can do this as a, as a career. Like There's as, something as, here as to a this, job. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And if they didn't like it, they very often put a dollar in any way for me to leave. So, <laughs> so it was a win-win. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll go away for a buck. I'll right. still go away for a buck. Right. Well, maybe five. Maybe five. Maybe, maybe five. There's, there's right. been inflation. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so um, you talk about the Opera House. Uh, that's one place that I've actually been wanting to do a psychic walkthrough for um, a while. And I, I just, I love the, just the ambience of that building. You know, yeah. and you've, you've had such great success there. Um, like you said, you sold out um, seats. And um, you probably get a lot of different um, emotional states when you go through that building. I mean, just even yeah. the history yeah. down, even downtown in Woodstock. I mean, it's, it's, yes. Yes. You probably get a lot of that different types of energy, especially with the mm -hmm. collective of different people, you know, watching your show. And, and is that sometimes a little bit overwhelming for you? Or do you just know that you have guard guardian, like guards up place that you can protect yourself from that? Yeah. I mean, I'm more concerned about people being draining than places personally. Right. Um, I, I definitely, uh, so the, one of the big techniques I use a lot in my show, which, and I don't talk about this a ton just because it doesn't come up in a lot of places. And also a lot of people don't get the difference mm -hmm. when it comes to psychic phenomena and all this stuff. So I'm, um, so I'm going to take a very, very quick side tangent, come back to uh, okay. locations and emotions and all that in a moment. But, like, when people often joke, like, oh, can you give me the lottery numbers? Like, part of, like, the nerd part of my brain is, like, that's precognition. That's not mind rating. That's not a skill I have. Blah, blah, blah. Right. I can get a read on you and get a read on what I think you're going to choose in a moment, which mm -hmm. is a form of, you know, mind reading, telepathy, per person reading, that kind of stuff. But that's not right. looking into the future. Right. I've had vibes right. and I've made predictions uh, for various stunts and various using a variety of different oracles and stuff like that. I will just say, notice that is, I have not gotten comfortable enough with that to be in my regular, regular shows, and we will mm -hmm. leave it at that. Right, um, right. So, uh, but again, I'll I'll do them as, as uh, what what they would call in uh, in in show business or the side shows, ballyhoo's, as um, mm -hmm. uh, what uh, what um, Doctor uh, David Hoy used to do was hurling the headlines where he would just make lots of predictions and that kind right. of stuff. And I think, and I, I, I don't feel too bad making those because I think we all have vibes of what's going to happen. Oh yeah, we I'm all sure. have, and, and and that's the thing too. Like we, and so going into this, it's like we all have vibes going into place. Like oh, this place is, yeah, is spooky, is weird, and it doesn't have to be a historical building. It could be a brand new place, and it's like right, oh, right. Right. Oh, oh, something. And then you find out like one of the construction workers died while they were building the place or something. Mm -hmm. Like, well, it comes on it. Yay. Uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So yeah. one of the things I use a lot is psychometry. Now, right. yep. I assume this is the type of program where I don't have to explain it, for, but I'm going to pre say, no, you know, predict no, now I'm, for the... I'm, 
Yeah, For the I'm two people listening or watching who don't know, psychometry literally means soul measuring. It's the idea that, like, for example, um, well, actually, not even my, my ring. Like, let's say you have some change in your pocket. That's just change in your pocket you happen to have on any given day. But if you have a lucky coin that you've carried with you for years, that's become a, a, a talisman, uh, something that, you know, a lot of your energy has been put into. It's and if someone that's, yeah, so if someone were to hold on to it, the theory behind it is that it's absorbed a part of your personality and even a part of your soul. And the ability to pick up on those vibrations is psychometry. Mm-hmm. Well, objects and places are buildings and buildings are objects too. So mm-hmm. when you're in, when you're not just holding a place, but you're in the, in in one, the thing, yeah. it's coming at you from all sides. So right. I think when you, and I think psychometry is more of a muscle than an ability that someone is born mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. personally. Cause I've seen people, cause I started off being crap at it, but yeah. I've gotten a lot better at it. Right. Um, I, I have my own feelings about, you know, our gifts and how we can develop them and grow and all that other stuff. But that when we get on that topic later, maybe if the conversation goes there, but I do believe that like, all you have to do if you want to get into this type of work is just go to an antique mall, just every once in a while, pick up objects, hold on to them, clear your mind and don't filter. Just go with what comes to you, right, put it right. down, shake it out, wipe, wipe down your hands, pick up a new object. When mm-hmm. I do psychometry, I always take off my watch. I always take off my ring yep. so it doesn't get in the way. Same thing when I do spoon bending. I take that stuff off so it doesn't get in the way. Uh, I accidentally did bend someone's ring once uh, while we were doing some stuff. Well, whoopsie. <laughs> uh, it was a cheap ring. She was not. She was okay with it. She was not mad. She was like, oh, this is a cheap ring. Um, it's fine. Um, so she was like, oh, no, I should have taken it off. It's fine. Um, but, uh, but I do have people take their rings off if I'm going to do stuff with them as well. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, so... So, yeah, so doing that type of, for lack of a better term, more energy-based stuff, there's, like I see it as there's the psychological-based stuff I do and there's the energy-based stuff I do. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, I won't even try energy-based stuff. I, I'll just do some psychological-based stuff, you know, just try and get a read on them, do something that's a little bit more um, – so, so you've done readings, so there's, there's, a, yeah. ro- there's a world of difference between, like, personality reading and oracle reading. Oh, yeah. There's a world – there's a world of difference between here, draw me a tree and pull an Oracle card. Like, and I know for some people I'm going to get way more if I have them draw something versus them pulling an Oracle card. Right. Um, for, uh, for, you know, for whatever reason, um, for some people it's, it's ego based for some people. It's, it's literally a part of them for some people. It's, uh, there's just more buy-in for some people, I just know it's going to work better, you know, for, for some things. And mm-hmm. uh, even just regular performers, it's funny because um, so weird how more traditional magicians are super skeptical when it comes to psychic <laughs> phenomenon. Like they're like very yeah. like, ooh, boo. Right, but right. yet they will always say when they're on stage, like, oh, yeah, I, I, I just pick who I – when I have to pick person, I have to pick person who I feel is going to be the best person for this. It's like you're literally talking about intuition you're literally right, talking about right, it right then and right, there you right. are you are literally looking at a sea of options and trusting your gut and your all of your things to make a, a snap decision in that moment like what what anyway <laughs> um to me it's the equivalent of a musician going oh music doesn't exist it's just sound 
Like you shouldn't cry when you listen to that music. It's just when I hit right. this note in this piano, it hits this string, which creates a sound wave, which goes into your, why are you crying? Like to right. me, it's the equivalent of it. It's so right. mind boggling to me. It's like, this is why we should be doing this. Anyway, I'll right. get down from that. Uh, <laughs> from that sort of okay, we're good. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, talking a little bit about uh, psychics and, and mediums, uh, what are, what are your, opinions of what's going on in the world right now or i should say in the paranormal field and and what's been going on i mean a lot of the there's a lot of people that have kind of jumped on this uh i'm a medium train and to be honest Mm. with you um i think that you know there are i i do believe that everybody has the 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 opportunity or the i guess the the makings for the inside of them to be a medium because i think that we all have that ability but it's just Certain ones, you know, just choose different paths. They don't believe in it and they don't want to you know, sure. do it or whatever. Sure. But there's other people that are drawn to it and that's, that's what makes them happy. That's what, you know, helping others and doing that. And that's kind of where I'm at in that, that sphere of I've always wanted to help everybody. Sure. And so when I yeah. developed my gifts, it was just one of those things where, you know, it just, it just kind of, I accepted for what it was. How do yeah. you feel about some of these things with, with what's going on um, compared to um, like entertainment compared to like some of the low key uh, mediums that are, that have been. Sure. Sure. Uh, Yeah. So, so I'm not, so, so very, very quick um, uh, disclaimer distinction. I'm I'm not sure how to phrase it right now. Um, I'm not really, I have tons of friends in the paranormal community. I have tons of friends with lots of investigators, mediums, and everything. And I've, I've presented at a couple conferences, but I'm not super active in the like paranormal investigation mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've been very much uh, in, in the halo effects of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's because... I speak the same language. We're into the same things. And when I'm brought into that field, I can be like, this is going to sound weird, but you'll get it at magic conventions. The person who always kills is the juggler. <laughs> the person who always gets a standing ovation is the juggler. Cause he's the only one who's different the whole week. Who's actually being more upfront about the skill and who has to be more, for lack of a better term, use more showmanship too. Cause right. he's not hiding behind the, you know, secrets and everything. He's being more upfront with all of it. So he has to use more personality and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. he's always the one that kills and he's usually the one that not everyone always knows. Or if they do know him, they're like, Oh, do you know? Oh, you don't know. Uh, you don't know Andy head. Oh, just, just wait for the show tomorrow night. Oh my gosh. Just wait. Right. And I realized at the last paranormal conference I did, I went, Oh my God, I'm the juggler. like oh my god this this is totally what's happened to me um like i know a lot about investigative techniques i know a lot about you know all these different kinds of things but i have and i've done um i i hosted the woodstock walking tour for a number of uh years i've done um flashlight tours of various locations um so i've i've been i've been a part of that world but it's been, but when I, and when I've done them, I've made sure to do, make sure to get my history right. I, I don't even really perform anything. Um, I might do something at the very beginning or maybe at the end if someone asks, 
just right. like like I started the uh, the Woodstock, uh, the Haunted Woodstock tours by saying, for those of you who don't know who I am or why they asked me to do this, let me show you what my day job is. And then I did a quick piece of mind reading to just show right. them, hey, this is what I normally do. Now right, right. on with the tour. So all that right. kind of stuff. Right. Uh, and then during the tour, you know, just told the stories and kept the history and everything as, as clear as I could. So, um, so, so just, just to be completely uh, clear about that. Um, and it seems like, you know, about a, about a decade ago, a lot of paranormal groups were popping up mm-hmm. and now it seems like a lot of mediums are popping up, mm-hmm. uh, just from what I'm seeing through social media and the culture and everything else. Yep. And it's, it's, um, I mean, everything goes through trends. Everything goes through waves, right. you know, right. uh, I right. mean, um, I would love to see in a decade uh, Edgar Casey make a comeback and oh, everyone starts sleeping on their mail. Like that'd yeah. be awesome. That'd yeah, be so yeah. cool if that's the next thing. That's the next yeah. TikTok trend. Could right, you imagine? Right. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> it might happen. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, the broom standing thing trended. Like who knows what's going to trend next? Yeah, I, I still um, can't so, even fathom so, that. Yeah. So so like so whenever something and I, and I get the initial. This is going to be a weird phrase. I get the initial sphincter clench mm-hmm. when something that is very um, uh, counterculture mm-hmm. that we have kind of taken as a part of our identity mm-hmm. starts to become culture. Right. I, 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 I totally get that. I totally right. get that. Oh, right. no. I'm not going to be special anymore. Right. I, I, right. I, I get that initial fear. I've seen it happen with a lot of, um, I'll admit, I felt it uh, nearly 15 years ago when the TV show Psych came out. Because mm-hmm. I was worried that a lot, because he's going all the psychological techniques and saying he's psychic. And I was worried that it was going to that everyone was going to be hit to the t- some of those techniques and they wouldn't work anymore and all. And the exact opposite is true. Now more people are into what I'm doing and open to what I'm doing than ever before. Right. Um, so I think um, what what's kind of happening I've seen have with other art forms too. I I, I think. The metaphysical tarot mediumship and all this stuff that's happening, particularly through TikTok, through social media and all that. Mm-hmm. And how like, oh, my gosh, everyone suddenly is like, oh, yes, I'm a medium now. Right. Um, some of it might be wishful thinking and wanting to just be part of a community and part being on a bandwagon. And, right. you know, um, they if they're not good at it, they're not going to stick with it and they'll move along to the to the next thing that they are good at, you know. Right, there have been plenty right. of things I tried that I was not good at. Right, um, right. You know, um, so that's that's fine. That is a okay. Right. Um, right. and so, but the fact that they're now interested in that, I think that means they're much more open to coming to a mind reading show or a psychic or a psychic mm-hmm. medium or an event mm-hmm. or something down right. the line. Uh, I think. Uh, I think that's great. I think that, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to make it less special. Like I, I just don't, right, I right. just, I just simply, right. I just, it, you look at the amount of 
like everyone was worried in the 80s i just saw that uh documentary uh, in search of darkness and how in the 80s when when vhs tapes came around you could shoot on vhs everyone was worried that oh my gosh this is gonna you know flood the market which it kind of did let's be real uh right. but uh it, it did for a moment for a moment it came back came back for sure but like everyone was like oh my gosh you know uh, you know, this is this is gonna this is gonna ruin ruin horror. horror. There's gonna be such a low barrier of entry that anybody mm-hmm. can do it. And yeah, and horror's never been better because of it. You right. know, we've gone right. through uh, we've gone through a whole other generation of of you know great horror filmmakers. Uh, you know, since then, right. who have just like completely you know in you know flipped the genre on his head because it's such a low barrier of entry because you can you can just you know have have a camera, a dream, and a decent script, yeah. not even a good script, yeah. not even good actors, just a right. decent script, just a yeah. good idea and a camera is yeah. all all you need. Like right, all right. that's all you need, Evil Dead. Like yeah, that's all right. you need. <laughs> like that's all yeah. you need. So yeah. I think um I think people so yeah, so the fact that yeah, tarot and the metaphysical and the paranormal has been so um embraced culturally mm-hmm. uh recently. I, I think is I think is a great thing. I think really mm-hmm. is a great thing. I don't think it's gonna make it uh, commonplace. I don't think it's gonna make it mundane. I I, I, right. I just don't. It's kind of like, like I, stands right in the middle of that. Yeah, you know? but like yeah, like it's you know I mean the the more my my mentor used to say um Eugene Berger before he passed away he used to say you know we like to make everything a problem but mysteries are not problems problems need to be solved mysteries need to be experienced if we woke up tomorrow and every problem was solved all the air was breathable all the water was drinkable every problem was solved there would still be mystery there would still be an insurmountable amount of mystery right and the fact that more people are open to this Mm -hmm. maybe we'll we'll know more in the next hundred years than we've been able to find out in the last hundred years yeah maybe um maybe maybe we'll you know now there's the dark side of that too do i think there's people who are going to take advantage people who i think are gonna maybe not be the most sincere or ethical or honest i mean sure but that's in every industry i was just gonna say that that's like that doesn't like, have to be just in the paranormal and everything like like there's it ha- there's there's people there's a guy who used to just sell magic tricks in magic magazines he had a funny little character uh, drawing of himself. It was Hank Lee. He had big glasses and frizzy yeah. hair. He was like this and all that. He sold card tricks and he sold little coins with his picture on them and everything. And he is in jail now because he stole people's credit card information after they bought magic tricks and oh, and like yeah went on spending <laughs> sprees and all that stuff. And like and it's funny. I've got all these old magazines and sometimes it shows up. I'm like oh god oh no. And it's like <laughs> yeah yeah like like lowest rung of the barrel. Like there's it happens. For every one, for every one story of an unethical 
paranormalist or psychic who like bilks. And here's the other thing too, the person that they usually have taken advantage of. I wonder how many of those people are either on the spectrum or have some other kind of physical thing or mental right. thing going on with them right, in, right, in right. relation to that as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't, I don't want to make too many assumptions and I don't want to be like, well, if right. you're, if you're dumb enough to fall for that, you must also have something physically wrong with you. I'm not, no, I'm not saying no, that at all. No. I'm just curious that since we haven't looked into that stuff, mm -hmm. but what I do know is there's more people who don't have those things who get taken in way more by, uh, televangelists yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Taken in w way more where it's like oh wait this guy didn't use church funds properly there's yeah. way more stories about that than there oh, are yeah. about the oh yeah one one shady psychic every three years and of course right. the one shady psychic is on the cover of every you know every right. article news article and everything and you know the 18 shady pastors and priests are yeah. you know They'll make it, but it's it's not nearly as as juicy. And right. I, I get it, you know, as someone who like works in the public eye, who has you know worked with publicity, who's worked with you know, hey, let's try and get some buzz going for this. Like, let's use this phrase rather than this because it's gonna create more yeah. more buzz. Yeah, like, I, I think get, I, I get I, it yeah. from that standpoint. Yeah, I think but that at the same time, yeah, you said it the way it is. It's worth who gets the buzz. You know what I mean? Who gets that? that you know what's the buzzword going to be on the front page you know what i mean yeah but but at the same time though it's like and yes it stinks that there's that negative stereotype on us but at the same time it's a low bar oh yeah. <laughs> all, all i have to do is be honest yeah. all i have to do is be nice sincere and honest yeah cool <laughs> okay <laughs> that, that's all that's yeah. the that's the barrier of entry. Okay, right, I can do right, that. Right, I can do that. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, and I think uh, and again, every everyone I've met in, in in the field, I have a very good friend, uh, Lauren Purcell, who's a psychic medium. Uh, yeah, she's in the seen, Crystal Lake her. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's she. Uh, if you haven't had her on the show yet, you should you should look at getting her. I on, most definitely will then. Uh, cause she's, uh, she's done some great stuff and we've done some stuff together. Actually this last year at the Dole mansion, she, uh, uh, she did the, the paranormal tours, um, for Halloween and we did a couple seances, uh, as well over the last few months and she's great, but we, uh, I won't say who these people were, but we ran into some self-proclaimed, uh, psychics and they were one of those things where like their titles and their business cards were like a novel oh. like you know what it's mean you know when someone says like you know where it's like you know psychic their audience medium it's just all oh. the words just boom it's like and it's like oh i'm an author too it's like i know here's your book it's on your business card um, <laughs> <laughs> um and like they were like we, we we did not get a good a very sincere vibe from them right. and we will just leave it at that right, um right. but uh but and, and again like they we'll, we'll just leave it at that um 
and I'm saying, I'm, I'm not even saying if they were male or female. That's why I'm saying them. So right, 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 right. So I don't no, know, I even want to get give. Uh, I'll put it this way: if they were really psychic, they know we're talking about them. How about that? <laughs> um, right, right. Spoiler alert: I don't think they know we're talking about them. Um, right. So, um, but yeah. but yeah, but you know, and I think uh, now I think they thought they were, but just didn't. They were never put in a situation where they they had to have that not be challenged, but never had to like really work. If that made sense. Nope, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think again, they I never, think you and never, everyone else yeah. on the on yeah. the call yeah. or on, yeah. on the yeah. show knows what yeah. we're knows what we're yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you and, don't do the legwork, if you don't have any, it's 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 almost like this. You guys, I, I do a lot of analogies. It's like. There's a new hottest band, and you can only find it in the magazine. <laughs> you know? But you can't listen to the music. I'll put it you... this way. I'll put it this way. They said that they made their own tarot and oracle decks. And when I mentioned Pamela Coleman-Smith, they said, who's that? Oh, okay. It's like, okay, if you don't even know the the, the illustrator of the original Rider-Waite-Smith tarot deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yep. I get it. And again, I'm I'm not I'm not being that that snob who's like you had to know the whole history or you aren't a real true mystic. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like if you have done your research, if you have done if this is truly your gift and passion, that is just something you should know. If it's something right. that you think right. you can do because you've been told you're special, mm-hmm. yeah then and yeah so we'll just and yeah we'll just or you think you can get away with it and no one's gonna challenge you right then right. yeah long story short they their uh their storefront did not last very long so we'll, oh uh, okay. So, okay so yeah so again the problem so, yeah. took care of itself and that's the other thing too and I, I i often and i said like you know if that's the case it's probably not gonna you know the the people who are genuine with this the people who work hard at it who mm-hmm. who are who are sincere at it you know it's 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 worth uh uh right. you know right. you know they're, they're 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 gonna they're gonna hang around for a while right. so it's, it's kind yeah. of you know worth the price of admission you know it's, yeah it's, yeah you know, exactly exactly you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah so um let's talk let's uh, we have a uh, uh probably about 10 minutes left so why don't we talk a little bit about some of your upcoming shows that you have upcoming uh uh, yes. So uh, very, very quickly, um, I'll tell you what's uh, what's going on for the for the remaining spring and summer months. We're uh, recording this in the uh, spring of 2023, and then you are going to get the official announcement. We're gonna do we're gonna do the big announcement in a couple weeks, um, but you're gonna get the uh, you're gonna get the inside scoop okay. uh, on something coming up. And we kind of alluded to it already. So first things first. Um, in uh fridays in may i will be in lake geneva um so uh uh, i'm i'm moving out of the dole mansion there's lots of cool stuff happening in the works you're about to hear what one of those things are uh but to offset uh my dates in may uh the Tristan Chris Magic Theater was very kind enough for me to, uh, to allow me to come in and use their front row to f- uh, finish out my uh, my last four uh, Fridays in May. And there's still a few tickets for some of those dates because the shows were 13 people and their front row seats 19 people. Their front row was bigger than my whole 
tiny <laughs> venue at the <laughs> at the door mansion. So um so yeah, they were very kind to do that. So if someone does want to uh check that out, feel free to come check that out. Uh, by the way, everything I'm gonna mention is gonna uh you can find it all at joediamondlive.com uh or at Joe Diamond Live on all social media and America's Greatest Mindreader.com. So all, that's a catch-all for everything for all of this. Um there's a tab on my website that says schedule. Um I'm at the Maxwell Mansion once a month. Also, um, for three dates, and it looks like we're going to be adding more because these are already selling pretty well. Uh, once a month in June, July, and August in Lake Geneva, I will be at the Black Point Estate and Gardens, oh, which is a wow. beautiful home on the lake. Yes, it, it, is. it is owned by the state. And uh, so so re- real quick, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate this, uh, Jay, the, uh, the gentleman who, who set me up with this. He came to my Halloween show last year with uh, Thomas Lennon, uh, the famous uh, uh, actor from Reno 911 and Night yep. Museum and Supergirl. He lives in Lake Geneva. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom's a fan of mine, which is still crazy to me. It's right, a whole right. other story. And he he brought his friend David uh, to my Halloween show. And David was like, oh, would you want to come do something at another house? And David told me last Halloween that they uh, they just did a, a 12 person, you know, sat around the table and he talked uh, for an hour about the history of spiritualism. And I was like, we are now friends. That's, that's right up my right. alley. So we started working on uh, an event there. Uh, it's called Paranormal Parlor Games. Oh, nice. so, uh, so, cause, cause it, here, here's the one thing with that place. Um, it's, uh, it doesn't have a lot of paranormal history. Um, there's one kind of story that I don't want to spoil. Cause he tells right. it when people ask him about the place. Um, but um uh but it's 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 kind of funny but also but also cool um but uh but because it's owned by the state and everything else they want to tie it all into history so everything i'll be doing in the show is going to be themed around different uh paranormal experiments and or parlor games from days gone by so i'll be doing i'll be talking about uh harry houdini and sir arthur conan doyle and we'll uh I'll be having someone pick a word out of a Sherlock Holmes book and I'll say, okay, Sherlock Holmes is more psychological. Let me see if I can get this word uh, psychologically. And then, you know, start Conan Doyle. He was a spiritualist. Let me see if I can get this more spiritually. So little things like that. Uh, So that's uh, those dates are all listed on, on the site as well. There's three dates. We're keeping those small to about 13 people. And if those go well, we might add more for uh, the autumn and maybe October months so so we have the state has to has to clear that so a few more hoops to jump through than normal uh with some of the places i work but uh, or perform at but it's such a beautiful place and um yeah so either way there's three shows for that and then you are going to get the scoop for this okay i mentioned uh you mentioned this place and we talked a little bit about halloween uh let me let me just uh let me double check that i'm getting the uh the date's right here. Just going to double, triple check. Yes, October 27th, Friday, October 27th. And Halloween night, October 31st, I will be returning to the Woodstock Opera House for Halloween at the Opera House. Nice. Two shows. Uh, they're completely different shows than my uh, America's Greatest Mind Reading show. The, there's There's an intermission. Part one is mind reading, and part two is gonna be—I don't want to spoil it. Part two is spooky shit. 
That's all I'll say for now. <laughs> like that's 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 the vague title I'm giving for okay. for, for part two of the show. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's I'm real real excited. Uh, it, it's that basically we planned that the night of the last show. We were like we both all looked at each other. Like me, the the people at the opera house, we were all just like Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, and here's the thing that you and your your listeners especially will want to know. There will also be, if for both those shows, 13 tickets for VIP flashlight tours of the theater after the show. Oh, nice. nice. So it'll be just 13 people, just you and me. We'll explore the uh, the Elvira seat up in the balcony, and we'll come down to uh, the ground floor. We'll end on stage, lit by the ghost light, and we'll do a uh, a seance with a spirit bottle, which is one of my favorite uh, oracles. If you look me up on YouTube, there's a video of me demonstrating it on a couple uh, a couple um, channels. But um, but it's uh, it's a pendulum inside of a bottle for those of you who have uh, used pendulums before. But it's really cool. I love it. I can't wait to do that. Um, there's only going to be 13 of those and tickets go on sale on June 11th. Okay. So if I'm telling you, I'm telling your audience about this now, because those VIP tickets are going to go fast. Go fast. Yep. They are going to yep. go fast. Yep. I don't care that it's June. I don't care. If it's gonna be months, <laughs> months out, you know, yep. everything else, those, and we're not going to be adding more. They, we could only do those dates because those were the only dates because they have other stuff going on the whole rest of the week, like Rocky Horror Picture Show and all that. Right, we won't right. be able to be adding more dates. So I know sometimes in the past I've been able to add dates and everything else. I'm being right up front right now, like especially when I was like, oh, yes, let's do this. Let's announce this. Um, and I almost went because you were very kind enough. We did have to reschedule this. And yeah. I almost told you in the in the text as I was waiting to hear back about to get the contract signed and everything, oh. but it wasn't quite there yet. Cause I almost wanted to say like, I will give you good news if we can reschedule, but it still wasn't like the, the ink wasn't, uh, wasn't right, dry right, yet. So to right, speak right. the digital ink yet, right. but the contract is signed. It's going to happen. Uh, we'll be announcing that, uh, on my social media and mailing list in the next, uh, in the next few days. But right. for, uh, your audience who watch this show and the people in my groups who I will tell to watch this and stick to the end for a, uh, a big announcement, uh, will, uh, they'll be the first ones to, uh, to hear the official announcement on this. So, um, wow. so yeah, so I, I, it's a dream come true. Uh, I couldn't be more thrilled, uh, to, uh, to be going back there, especially right. for Halloween night. Right. Uh, it's, right. uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be, That's, it's gonna be a that, ball. That is fantastic. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we had uh, mind reader Joe Joe Diamond, and I want to thank, thank you. you very much for coming on the show. I mean, like I said, thank this you, has Jay. Been, this has been in the works for a while, and it's just a matter yes. of uh, scheduling and this and that. But yeah, but um, yeah. No, this has been such a fantastic time, and your knowledge on on what you do and just the way you entertain the people and how they thank they you. adore you. You know, I mean, it's you. just without uh, dispute. So I want to thank you again. I that means a lot. Viewers. Thank you yeah. so much, Jay. Really sure. appreciate it. Um, and, I'm going to call will, it. Yeah, we will definitely have to get together. Again, uh, yes, I psychically predict my answer will be yes if you ever <laughs> ask me to do this again. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Because, yeah. yeah, this was lovely. I'd love to chat again sometime, uh, sometime yeah. soon, anytime. Yeah. No so, step, all right. No, no step, definitely, yes. So I want to thank my viewers, and I want to thank Joe again. 
And you'll find all this episode. Um, it's up on YouTube. It's up on, up on Facebook. And then you will, I will upload it all the way to iHeartRadio, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. It'll be up there. So Great. I want to thank everybody. And everybody have a fantastic Monday. Yes.